Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Tuesday, April the 12th, Tuesday of Holy Week. <clears throat> we have uh, two readings this morning, one from the book of the prophet Isaiah, and the second one comes by way of the Gospel of St. John. Isaiah is chapter 49, verses 1 through 6. And John's Gospel is chapter 13, verses 21 through 38. Our first reading from Isaiah is the second of the so-called servant songs of Yahweh, the servant songs of God. Some of them are in, directed to an individual. The other is directed to a nation, the people as a whole. And this second psalm that we read this morning is uh, the second psalm, and it has to do with Israel. And it has to do with the theme of what to do in the face of seeming disappointment and failure. Uh, the Lord has chosen Israel to be his people. And it has not been a clear path, as you know. It's been a path of ups and downs, side trips rather than a straight path. Israel has at times been very unfaithful, chased false gods, not practiced justice among the people, has not offered the Lord proper sacrifice that they agreed to in the covenant. And Israel has basically wandered away from the Lord and they had become scattered. Um, they had the Babylonian captivity and all of the ups and downs of God's people. And Isaiah is raised up by the Lord, and Isaiah says, speaking as the mouthpiece of God, Hear, O coastlands, listen, O distant peoples, the Lord called me from birth. From my mother's womb, he gave me my name. This goes all the way back to Abraham, doesn't it? The Lord called them to be his people, his covenant, beginning with Abraham and continuing now. And the Lord says, you are my servant, Israel, through whom I show my glory. Though I thought I had toiled in vain, for nothing uselessly spent my strength. In other words, the Lord is saying, after all this time, look what has happened. You're scattered. You're not even in the homeland that I gave you. You have been taken captive and scattered all over the place. And have I been a failure? Uh, have I just worked for nothing? All of my strength, all of the signs and wonders, all of that, it seems to have come to naught. Uh, and yet, Isaiah says, the people lift their voice and they say, yet my reward is with the Lord. My redemption is with my God. For now the Lord has spoken, who formed me, as his servant from the womb. In other words, the people are realizing that it is not God who has disappointed them, 
it is they who have disappointed God by their behavior. And what does the Lord do? The Lord does not abandon them. The Lord does not give up on them. The Lord doesn't go around blaming or getting angry or pouting, pointing the finger, as we see so much going on today. We look at our country and we see that uh, we are in a rather uh, challenging times, to say the least. And we can say, uh, where is the Lord? Where is God? Aren't we God's people? Didn't the Lord make us a special nation, a special people? Uh, yet, uh, do we blame the Lord instead of looking inward, especially in this time of Holy Week, when we really take an honest look at ourselves individually and as a people? And the Lord, the Lord himself experiences this disappointment but the people realize that the problem is not with the Lord. The problem is with themselves. And the Lord says at the end, he says, I will make you a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. The Lord is tenacious. The Lord's love is everlasting. His covenant is everlasting. It's very important to realize that our behavior does not ultimately affect God's behavior and God's faithfulness. And that's a good lesson for us. Too often we let others or circumstance affect us in what we do. We throw up our hands, we despair. We say, I'm not trying this again. Uh, I'm giving up on this person. I'm giving up on this project. I'm giving up on this activity. And yet, the Lord doesn't do that. He expresses his disappointment, yes. But at the same time, something is greater than his disappointment. It is God's fidelity. To keep on keeping on. That, that's, that's the big thing. And when we shift to the gospel, the gospel has to do with the scene in which Jesus is at the Last Supper with the disciples. And we are brought into that scene where Judas is about to betray Jesus. Now, we can only imagine the disappointment of Jesus at this. Uh, he, Judas has been with him three years as the other 12. He's even in charge of the purse. Jesus is at the table, the Last Supper with the, this, with the apostles. And he says to them, I solemnly tell you, one of you will betray me. And the disciples, the apostles, want to know, who is it? Jesus doesn't throw Judas under the bus. Uh, he doesn't point him out and say, that's the one, so that the apostles can turn on him and we can imagine it won't come to a good end. No, Jesus hands him the first morsel that Jesus dips in the dish and hands it to Judas as a sign, as an indication of reconciliation and peace. Jesus offers him another chance. 
another opportunity to convert from the darkness that he's about to enter into. But Judas will not do it. Judas refuses. God does not force us. God does not coerce. God invites. God lures. God calls us. But in our freedom, we can say yes to no. Yes or no. And that really is a very important thing. That Jesus, even in this moment, in this Holy Thursday, Jesus does not turn to vengeance. He does not turn to anger. He does not blame. He offers another opportunity, another chance to turn away, away from the darkness, away from the night, away from the evil. And that's the way it is with God. And I think that that's important because it reminds us that at times we may find ourselves seeming to toil in vain, uh, wasting our strength, our efforts, our good intentions. And we can easily give up, become despondent and despairing, abandon things, abandon people. But that's not what God is teaching us, certainly not what Jesus is showing us in this reading. That it is an opportunity to also participate in the very activity of God. Maybe there are those in our life whom we, we have worked so hard to, uh, to help, to make their lives better. We have labored uh, and spent a great deal of our strength, maybe our resources, and it seems that nothing has taken place. Well, the Lord invites us to keep on keeping on. And maybe it's through prayer. How often do we, do we forget about prayer? Lifting others, not in anger or in disappointment, but in love. Because only God can change hearts. Only God can change minds. And we can be God's vessels. Because that's how God treats us. Our sins betray and deny God. Our sins turn us away from God. But God does not turn away from us. God continues to call us again and again and again in hopes that we will take the morsel and walk in the light, the light of God's love, of God's presence, and God's desire for us to return to him. So let us today not become discouraged, despondent, but let us, let us see in those opportunities to share in the very reconciliation, the healing that Christ shows us. Maybe there are those in our own life who so badly need it. They need another prayer, another outreach, another act of kindness. May we do what Jesus did at that Last Supper.
take the first morsel and dip it into the dish and extend it to that person and invite them to turn from the darkness and walk into the light, then God's work on earth will truly be our own. God bless you.